Welcome everybody to the Life and Liberty Show podcast. I'm your host, Chase. And today we're going to be covering court packing as it has been the talk of the town, so to say. Um, what is it and what does it mean if Joe Biden wins and they decide to uh, pack the court? Let's find out. Right, guys so before we actually get into discussing the topic we need to go ahead and go over what is court packing and basically what it boils down to is the senate deciding to add more seats to the supreme court um so right now there are nine seats there's able there's no way there can be a tie you can always have a swing vote um unanimous decisions stuff like that however the democratic party is wanting to Increase this number from nine seats to 15 seats if Amy Coney Barrett win, or is nominated and is confirmed. And if they end up winning the White House uh, on November 3rd. So basically what that equates to is a spoiled child not getting their way and throwing a tantrum and doing everything they possibly can in order to get their way is how I end up looking at it. Um, it is a terrible idea to uh, end up packing the court because as this will play out, say it does happen, Biden wins, um, Amy Barrett is confirmed, nine justices. So the Senate decides, you know what, we're gonna add, uh, we're gonna increase the seat count up to 15. Biden signs it, nominates six justices. Now you have a roughly 60% swing for the Democratic Party. Okay, now they control the Supreme Court, more than likely. So what happens in the next election in four years when, say, a Republican wins? They're gonna want that control back. So what are they gonna do? Well, let's add, let's add eight seats. Because to get a majority, you need seven and a half. You can't nominate half a justice, so you just round up. You add one more. So now you got eight justices added on. And you, you see a trend here. It's just going to keep going and going and going and going and going to the point where now you have the Supreme Court with over 100 justices serving and nothing's going to get done. This is the consequence of losing an election and losing control of the Senate and things of that nature. There are consequences for losing elections, and this is one of them. They lost, they didn't gain control of the Senate in 2018 or 16, and they lost the White House in 2016. So happens, three vacancies uh, popped up on the Supreme Court. The Republican Party is in control and has the power to fill those seats, and that's what's going on. Um, that's what we're, we're going to talk about next here is the history of filling seats in the Supreme Court because their big talk is, or their big talking point from the Democratic Party is that it's an election year. The people have already started voting. We can't, uh, President Trump can't nominate. We need to wait till after the election. Hmm. Not, not so fast here. I'll just, just hold on a second there. Um, let's, let's take a look back in history and see if this has been done before because they're making it seem like no president has done this. And then even uh, Kamala Harris said 
during the vice presidential debate that Abraham Lincoln, honest Abe, did not fill the seat during his election year. He wanted to wait until the election was decided. <laughs> Too bad that was fact-checked and that was complete bullshit. The reason he didn't nominate is because Congress was not in session. As soon as they came into session, he sent his nomination and that nomination was confirmed the same day. So we look back on history. There have been 29 times in American history that there has been an open seat on the Supreme Court during an election year, presidential election year. In all 29 of those cases, oh, in all 29, the president has made a nomination. So I'll go ahead and list some. George Washington did it three times. Some other uh, presidents that nominated, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Dwight Eisenhower, and the cherry on top, the almighty of the Democratic Party, as you could say, is Barack Obama also did this. And it continues on. 19 times between 1796 and 1968, presidents have sought to fill the Supreme Court vacancy during their uh, election year while their party also controlled the Senate. So what's going on now? It's happened 19 different times over the course of almost 200 years. Out of those 19, 10 of those nominations came before the uh, before the election. Nine of those 10 were successful. There was only one that failed in 1968 due to a filibuster. But what we're seeing here is that this has happened before. History is on the side of this uh, president and the Senate. They're not doing anything outreaching. They're doing what is within their presidential powers. So this idea that they're rushing the Supreme Court nomination, uh, President Trump is you know stepping out of bounds here while doing this because people are already voting. It doesn't matter. He's he's still the president of the United States. Regardless, he he doesn't serve for three and a half years. You know he serves for four. That hasn't been a full a full four years yet. He is still in power, so he still holds that presidential power to fill a vacancy on the courts. The only reason it's a big deal is because the left is unhinged and they can still they can't they still can't accept losing in 2016 and how much dirt has been coming out on them um, over the past you know three and a half years. So they're pretty much just doing whatever they can at this point to um, win this election and uh, oust President Trump out of the White House. Um, so it's, it's going to be crazy. But yeah, court packing, it's not an it is an issue if um, Amy Barrett is confirmed and Biden wins the White House and they decide they want to add seats. Because that is going to be the downfall of this nation. And I don't think people really realize that because, like I said, yeah, it's going to start with that pattern of, okay, they add seats. We'll say, say a Republican wins and then it just, it keeps, the cycle keeps going. They did it, so I'm going to do it. 
oh they did it so i'm gonna go ahead and do it again um but say democrats w- control the white house and send in all that for the next eight years or so on and so forth they just decided to pretty much blow up the supreme court which fundamentally affects our constitution so what what's going to stop them from amending certain amendments and getting rid of some adding to certain amendments maybe the second amendment they decide you know what, we're going to tweak that we might just get rid of it all together oh well, yeah go ahead bring it up bring it before the supreme court it's fine that's fine you only got six republicans there go ahead see, see what i'm getting at here that's just one instance, Second Amendment. And then you, they could tie it into First Amendment of your freedom of speech. They start limiting your freedom of speech to where you may not be able to criticize the president, sitting president, sitting congressmen, senators, so on and so forth. This is the worst case scenario, obviously. But you look at what the Democratic Party has been promoting. Over the past four years, this leftist, socialist, anarchist agenda of do what I say, my idea is right, your idea is wrong, bigger government, it's just, it's scary to think about, but it's the reality we're in at the moment, so... Court packing, it's 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 a big issue. And if it's something that comes to fruition, then oh man, we're about to have a 1776 2.0 here in 2020. 2021, I should say. I think people are too comfortable in their lives right now to really comprehend like that actually happening. They don't understand that something like this can happen. Um, it's already been said. I want to say it was by President Reagan that if America were to fall, it is going to be from within. And it's going to come in the shape of liberals, liberalism. And that's coming to that's pretty much true. I mean, look at look at these uh, some Congress, some of these congressmen and women that are in power right now. Like their stances on certain stuff uh, is AOC, Ian Omar, just name a few, because they're the ones usually in the main main picture. Especially Ian Omar of lately with her corrupt tactics going on, especially with her ballot her her ballot harvesting. So yeah, I think people need to really kind of wake up and understand that the nation is in a very delicate state right now like i said it in last i want to say it was in the last episode uh, episode it was a it was a powder keg one spark and this it's gonna civil war obviously no one wants that i don't want that no one in their right mind wants that i want to live my life just like everyone else be free free to choose free to say what i want to say But that could be at stake right now. 
the selection is big and everyone needs to get out and vote before you get out and vote educate yourself see who's on the ballot check out their pages see what they're running on what their stances are on certain issues you can look at the political ads all you want campaign tactics that doesn't matter go do your research educate yourself and vote for who you think is the best to um fit the American values that we so desire and protect. Yeah, 2020 is, this is a big election. Thing is, I think a lot more people are involved in paying attention uh, during this election, so that does help us. But this, this election isn't about Democratic Party, Republican Party. It's about freedom versus socialism. The left has moved so far to the radical side that they, like some of the sitting members are coming out saying that they support these socialist ideas that would absolutely cripple the nation. Something like the Green New Deal. Like they make it sound all nice and like, oh, it's gonna be amazing, blah, blah, blah. Ignore the fact that it's $94 trillion. You don't need to worry about that. But yet they worry about that the deficit under the Trump administration has increased. The deficit under every president is always increasing. Always. Over the past 20 years, it's increased all the way from Bush to Trump. It increases. It didn't shrink during Obama. It actually got worse during Obama. Look that one up. I think that's the biggest thing too is people need to really just educate themselves outside of like news channels. You hear something on the news, okay. Look it up, do research on it. Doesn't have to be extensive. I mean, you don't need to go into great detail, but kind of dig on your own. Something you hear and you don't really know about, look it up, see, see what they're talking about. Like this idea of court packing. You can go look this up right now. And the information I gave you is on uh, Chuck Grassley's page, United States Senator for Iowa. That's just one page. There's multiple pages on this. You can go to the SCOTUS blog, where they also talk about the same thing. Information is readily available at all time high now compared to what it used to be in the past. Take advantage of it. Use it. Educate yourself. Very important, especially coming up on November 3rd. Yeah, guys, court packing, man. That's it's it's really crazy to see like how far and how low the left is really sinking in order to just retain power. That, that shows you how power hungry they really are. And I mean, you can just see because I think it really has to do with how much they've gotten away with over the past couple decades. Um, corrupt behind, um, behind, not behind the counter. What is it? What's that? What's that phrase? Backroom, backroom dealings. Funneling money to certain areas to get your family rich. Something like the Biden family knows a great deal about Hunter Biden. $180,000 a month at a job for Brisma? Over $3 million from the wife of a Russian mayor? For what? 
someone that they had ties to human trafficking getting three million dollars from them that's a little odd but hey i think the dirt that is in some of these politicians closet is so immense and extensive that we can't even comprehend um I think people will be really shocked to know like how much they've sold out our country for. Um, speaking of that, before I go ahead and hop off for this episode, um, saw a video earlier this morning of a CIA whistleblower talking about um, what happened with the uh, raid on Osama bin Laden. 2011 he was telling Mr. Woods say his name was Tyrone Woods um, Tyrone Woods' father and if you don't know who Tyrone Woods is I want to say his name's Tyrone if I'm wrong there sorry I know his last name's Woods but he is um, one of the military members that was killed in Benghazi that night um, but he was talking to his father kind of laying out you know this deal with Iran and how they got that $152 billion, how that came about. <clears throat> so basically, during the Obama administration, during this time they were still looking for Osama, Iran made a deal saying, hey, we, we got him, we're gonna keep him in Pakistan. We're gonna keep him here, keep him locked down, just so you know. Okay, problem is they didn't do that. They actually moved him back to Iran. Then they say, hey, we got your man here. We need uh, we need a little cash. That's where you get $152 billion that just magically appeared. Two billion was sent off on a uh, on pallets on a C-130 plane. It arrived. Ah man, you know, hey, thanks for that two billion dollars, but that ain't enough. We're gonna we're gonna need 150, 150 billion. What does Obama do? Just ships it off. Consequences of that was that Iran started to use that money to increase their nuclear arms, which is super dangerous. But hey, Obama knows what he's doing. So basically, they got duped into selling out a shit ton of money. For, for some worthless information. Pretty sure that it didn't even pan out that they ended up giving them the location. I want to say it was a someone working within the CIA. Uh, she found Osama in his compound in Pakistan. Um, Zero Dark Thirty. Check out that movie. Gives you a nice little look on how that kind of came about. But yes. That's just that just shows you how far the left will go to kind of get their way with certain things, but we're just not gonna, you know, they don't want to talk about it. They just push it under the rug and they have the media back behind them to where they can do that. I mean, you just imagine, just flip it. That's all I say, just flip flip what's happening. Imagine President Trump doing that, sending over $150 billion, $152 billion to a foreign country. Especially one that we're kind of on the fence about that's ramping up their nuclear uh, arsenal. Don't think that's a good idea, but hey, 
Obama knew what he was doing, right? Yeah, give me a break. Anyways, guys, yeah, that's that's really the gist of it today. Uh, core packing. It's going to be a terrible idea if it, it does happen. It's going to completely dismantle the Supreme Court system and then eventually our nation as we know it. So, as always, get educated, stay educated, and make your own decisions. That's the best thing I can say. Make your own decisions. That's going to be it for today's episode, guys. Um, I want to thank everyone who has been listening to this podcast show. Um, if you are enjoying it, go ahead and free fil- or feel free to follow either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening from. Uh, my anchor page has a list of all platforms we are available on. And make sure to share with your friends this info out there. Um, and leave me a message on what, you, what you're thinking of what's going on in 2020 on certain issues we're talking about here. If you agree, disagree, whatever you so choose. But yeah, guys, we're going we're gonna to head off now. So as always, stay safe out there and God bless.